Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hello, everyone. My name is Jennifer. I am a compulsive overeater and a food addict and a body obsessor and a body dysmorphic and a body checker. (laughs) Those things apply. Um, And I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you to Michelle for asking me to share my experience, strength and hope. Um, I have been in program for 11 years, um, I think, yeah. Um, But what this program has taught me is that numbers don't matter. So (laughs) my weight, my size, my, my anything, Um, because I used to be so obsessed with uh, quantifying everything in my life. Um, I used to record like random things. Like, I don't know if everyone remembers Casey Kasem's top 40. I used to sit there for four hours and write in like a piece of paper what each song was. Now I'm looking back at that and I'm just like, why did I do that at 11 years old? Why did I feel the need to um, quantify this Casey Kasem's top 40 that happens every week? It's so bizarre to me, but I realized uh, that my life was so chaotic that I needed to have some semblance of control and order um, in my life. My mother was on her uh, second marriage, third marriage. only child is just me and her. And every few years, a new person would come in a male and just take my mother's um, attention. And um, that is really scary for um, a child uh, that has no siblings. Um, I have a lot of fear in my life. Um, and it's because I wasn't made to feel safe during my very important developmental years. Um, and I, uh, I'm not going to go into my relationship with my father, but we're estranged and he's a drug addict and a gambler and, um, Never once in my 51 years of life has, has, has he ever called me on my birthday. So um, I had to learn how to parent myself without even realizing it. And uh, the way that I knew how to, quote unquote, take care of myself was to record things obsessively. My weight, I have like, I had my weight recorded since like age 11 and I would obsessively weigh myself in the morning 
with clothes on, without clothes on, before a poop, after a poop, midday, before I go to sleep. Like, I just needed to know that number. And um, I don't know what the numbers meant to me. I don't know where I got this qualification of what the number should be. But somehow my disease was developing into um, telling me that the lower the number, the better. And <clears throat> it was just, I was like a, a, in a hamster wheel, you know, constantly chasing something. Um, but I didn't know what I was chasing. I just knew I needed the chaos to stop, the unpredictability, um, the fear that was developing, and food was a way to make all of that go away. Um, and so for uh, 40 years of my life, I, or at least 30, because I started, I remember distinctly at age 11, like that's when things started to pop off. So, and not in a good way. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So for 30 years of my life, my disease uh, was really taking hold of me and getting stronger. And it made me think that I had control over my life, my body what I ate. And I've tried like so many diets, so many gym memberships that I never went to once spending so much money. I'm also in the money program and I have, I think money and, and food are two of my biggest, um, addictions. And, um, Then when I, I have a history of compulsive eating and binging um, and I wished, I'm, I'm, I hope this doesn't offend anyone who uh, suffers from anorexia and bulimia, but I wished this was my diseased mind telling me, oh, you need to be an anorexic. That's the solution. But um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because my disease was telling me to keep in everything I was consuming, keep it in and make it build a wall around you. Um, and of course, and I know so many, so many people in this program go through this, looking at photos of myself from, you know, childhood and young adulthood, like I always thought I was this humongous ogre and I was like beautiful. And I'm not just talking body weight, body size, like uh, I was a child of God and I didn't see that in myself. I only saw uh, <clears throat> someone who was completely unlovable, someone who didn't know what they were doing, someone 
who didn't think they were worth it. No one could, um, everyone runs away from me. Uh, this is, this is what I thought. And so of course, I'm just going to eat over that and spend money over that more and more. And I also suffer from depression and anxiety. Um, I have a, excuse me, a wonderful team. Well, a psychiatrist and a psychologist, a therapist, um, who make sure I am given proper medication to regulate me. And that's a big part of my story because uh, I've tried many suicide attempts um, starting from age 15 and on into my 20s. And I get, I go through bouts of depression that are really, really scary because um, I can't get myself out of it. Um, and I, uh, I have suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideations, and I'm so grateful to be here because um, I was reading in the four today and it quotes from Bill W. in the big book. And Bill wrote, I have been granted a gift which amounts to a new state of consciousness and being. And oh, it just kind of like gets me emotional because I, I think I was offered that gift many, many times and I chose the food and the compulsive behaviors with food. And um, um, uh, what happened was I was, thanks Jack, I was, um, here's where the miracle is or the miracle that I noticed finally was I was in my apartment on a cold winter day and it was like 2 a.m. or something and I was just flipping on the television and there was like this young young adult um, documentary and it was about people with um, compulsive overeating and disorders. And I said, all right, I, I saw this already, but I'll watch it again. And all of a sudden something clicked for me. And I was, I realized I had an addiction to food. I mean, it was probably clear to everyone else. And they mentioned a, a rehab facility in New York and I looked them up and I made an appointment. And um, I thought, okay, I was just going to go and see what it was like. But it was really an intake appointment. <laughs> They're like, just sign up. Just sign up. You can leave whenever you want. And um, I was really scared, but I was like, okay. And it was an outpatient facility. And um, that's where I started my recovery in November of 2011. 
Um, and uh, I was given a food plan and I was taught about food and addiction and uh, there was group therapy. But interestingly enough, it was a, a rehab center for every addiction. And there was um, maybe one other person there for food addiction. And I just felt like I don't belong here. Not I don't belong here. I'm too good. I don't have a meth problem. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a, a cocaine problem, gambling. I just have a food problem. I They're not going to see me as an addict and worthy of being here. Um, but as I shared in our group therapies, I remember someone came over to me and was like, wow, doesn't matter what the drug is. You're, you know, this is all the same. I never thought like, can we talk about food here? Okay. There's no group conscience. So I never thought this person said to me, I never thought a Reese's peanut butter cup could be the same as my, you know, my, my, um, my oxys or, or whatever they were taking. So I started my recovery there and, um, I was, I was given this gift. First of all, the gift of desperation where I was sitting alone on my sofa in the dark and being like, I'll try anything at this point. And, um, then I was given this gift of being in this outpatient rehab facility. And I was so desperate that I was like, okay, you don't want me to eat pasta? Okay, all right, fine, I'll try it. You don't want me to eat bread? Like a whole long list of things. It was a very, um, uh, I, I don't use this negatively, but it was a very restrictive, um, plan of eating. And I really needed that at the time. I needed to really uh, be devoid of all of this extraneous, all of these extraneous foods that took me out of life. And um, I kind of, it made me start from scratch. Um, and then the rehab facility said, you have to go to OA. You have to go to OA. Your insurance is going to end here soon. You have to go to OA. And so in, in January of 2012, I, I went to, um, I started going to OA and I got a sponsor and I did a food history as part of step one. And I really the food history was so important for my recovery. It was like 14 pages long typed, you know, single line. And um, I saw all of the connectors between the chaos in my, in my early childhood and, and That's all fine. of these, thanks Jack, all of these um, different, uh, situations in my life that where I felt out of control and the food was my drug to make, to take me out of life. Um, so I mentioned that I'm a, a body obsessor, a body checker, a body dysmorphic. 
um, I'm just going to fast forward a little. I went through a relapse. Um, uh, I don't know really when it started because it's, it's so insidious. Um, I went through a relapse, I would say maybe started five or six years ago. And um, I got off of that restrictive plan of eating because it was not, it was no longer sustainable for me. Um, my life was getting bigger in a great way. Um, and I loved that I released all of this weight with this plan of eating. And I thought, oh, great. I love my body now. I, I'm your less than average American woman size. Um, I could buy any clothes I want and know that it'll fit me and look great. And I felt pretty and great and great. Everything's great. <laughs> but, but what happens is, um, you know, my spiritual life needed to get bigger as my life was getting bigger. And um, I really developed a beautiful relationship with my higher power. I grew up in the Jewish faith and um, I <clears throat> kind of uh, developed a different relationship with the God of my understanding as I, as I, than what I grew up with. And this God was loving. Um, I also, uh, nature is a big HP for me. Nature, the sea, trees. I just feel such a sense of um, humility because I'm just the, when I'm in nature, when I see the ocean, the vast ocean, I just see myself as this little grain of sand in this big universe. And it's really humbling. Um, and it really makes all of my problems just kind of melt away for that moment, you know? And so, um, so I, I gained, I put on a lot of weight during this relapse and when I was the, the, the size eight of, of my early days of recovery and I said, oh, great, I don't have body issues anymore. And then there was always a little thought in the back of my mind, like, okay, but what if you weren't this size? Would you love your body then? And I just shooed away those feelings. Okay, my higher power is like, all right, Jennifer, I'm going to teach you how to love your body at any size. And I gained all of this weight, even more so than pre-recovery. I had never been this weight before. And I was despondent and just, I, I felt out of my wits end and I didn't know how to live in this body. Uh, constantly, you know, checking myself in mirror images and windows and, you know, like, plucking my the bottom of my shirt you know so no one can see my shape or my tummy just constantly being obsessed with my body and uh um our society really does one minute our society yeah. really doesn't let uh people of a certain size uh really feel good about themselves with the clothing or or anything 
So it was a big adjustment. But what I will say is this. I am learning to love myself from the inside. And it is like I was saying this Bill W quote. I have been granted a gift which amounts to a new state of consciousness and being. I have been given this gift of looking past these things to see again that I'm a child of this world and I belong here. And that helps me uh, continue each day. And there are days that are happy. There are days that are sad. I have all of these feelings in between. And they can happen all within the one day. But um, I'm so grateful to be feeling those feelings. Wow. Like, I only knew... Thank you, Jack. I only knew happy and angry pre-recovery. And so it is such a gift to have this consciousness of feelings and then also not act on them in a destructive way. So thank you so much for letting me share. And I'm looking forward to hearing everyone here.